0: All right, and we're rolling tape. So, welcome to another exciting episode uh, of my dog yawning, uh, sometimes known as the panic attack with Big John. Um, it just was. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still unfortunately, and this will probably change soon, I don't know, uh, using a Internet Explorer on my laptop. And so a few headlines caught my eye. Of course, they are all... Um, all coronavirus-related. And and let me just go through some of these quickly, and then uh, I think I'm going to focus on uh, U.S. beef output and uh, Fauci to testify before Senate. So, the first clickbait article that... Uh, this is like the MSN news feed, but it comes from Bloomberg News. Bloomberg News. Uh, Trump seeks to pin virus blame on China. And that's really all you see at first. When you click the article, it's uh, Trump seeks to pin virus blame on China, comma, Yet reprisal is uncertain. President uh, Reads President Donald Trump is escalating efforts to pin blame on China for unleashing a pandemic that has killed more than 60,000 Americans and is exploring ways to hold Beijing accountable, though his options are limited because of potential economic consequences. Trump and his aides sharpened their criticism of Beijing this week demanding answers about the virus's origin and hinting at possible retaliation. The president tweeted Friday that some U.S. television networks are Chinese puppets and while his super political action committee unleashes anti-China ads, his top economic advisor issued his own warning. They have a lot to, quote, they have a lot to answer for. They're going to be held accountable. Larry Kudlow told CNBC on Friday, how, what, or yeah, how, what, when, and why is up to the president, he said. All right, first of all, Who in the goddamn piss hell is... else is to blame for this? We know it came from China. China tried to blame the United States military at first, but they finally had to admit that it it came from one of their labs and how it leaked out to wherever is... is... So slightly up for debate, but, uh, that aside, um, you know, my dog has to act up as soon as I start a podcast, um, that aside, okay, we know it came from China, how it got from the laboratory, uh, out into the public is still questionable, the, World Health Organisa- Organization and, you know, the UN sent a delegation of 23 people over there. Uh, there were two Americans in that delegation, and they came back with little or no answers. Now, this is where the United Nations is supposed to be taking the lead. Yeah, I mean, this is a world crisis, World Health Organization. I mean, it's in the title of the damn organization, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, they're just going along. Well, China says so, so we, we gotta go with China on this, you know, um, aside from the United States, China is the biggest contributor to the world health organization. And right up there, um, with China is Bill Gates, who's a, uh, Population control and vaccination kind of guy. So, he's a dick bag. He needs to drop the Mr. Rogers look and, uh, I don't know, start wearing a douche. I don't know. But anyways, uh, this is ridiculous because the world needs to come together and punish China. Period, point blank. It was either sloppy work at the laboratory uh or it was intentional or somebody was selling animals to one one of these wet markets out of the back door of the laboratory but it doesn't matter china tried to cover it up they withheld the information and told the world health organization lied to the world health organization said oh it can't be you know past human to human you have to eat this meat Well, you know, that's probably where the wet market came in, which is still gross. But maybe it wasn't the wet market at all. So, anyways. uh, Moving on, the next clickbait they had. Health official says U.S. missed some chances to slow virus. More clickbait. More negativity. Okay? They want to... Pardon me. It's hard to smoke a cigar and rant and rave at the same time. I think for some reason... And I'm not going to get conspiratorial. But... The World Health Organization... Or pardon me. Yeah, the World Health Organization sucks too, but... The media, I think, likes us staying at home. Um, <laughs> and you know, this article is from the Associated Press uh, new, out of New York. The U.S. government was slow to understand how much coronavirus was spreading in Europe, which helped drive the acceleration of the outbreak across the nation. Negativity, negativity, negativity. A top health official said friday oh man she it's uh i think it's a midget um this this little woman with uh graying hair and big old goggles uh limited testing and delayed travel alerts oh come on delayed travel alerts for areas outside China contributed to the jump in the u s cases Starting in late February, said Dr. Ann Shuchat, Shuchat, the number two official at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We clearly didn't recognize the full importations that were happening, like the importation of the virus from people. Coronavirus was first reported late last year in China, the initial epicenter of the global pandemic, but the U.S. has since become the hardest-hit nation. Now, that depends on how you read statistics. Uh, per capita, we are not the hardest-hit nation. We're about fourth or fifth. Uh, if you look at you know total numbers, yeah, we obviously have more cases than smaller countries. But anyways... With about, or read back to the article, with about a third of the world's reported cases and more than a quarter of the deaths. So we're, we're around 60,000 deaths in the United States. Um, but then, you know, that's the average deaths per day is declining. Um, per capita, it's not that bad. Um, one death is one too many. I I know people are going to maybe hear this that have lost a loved one to this virus in some form or another. But the matter of the fact is when you look at the infection rate with the new um, antibody test added in to the figures and how many people had the virus and had minor symptoms or never got sick at all the sickness rate the hospitalization rate and the death rates are very very small basically the same as the seasonal flu now <coughs> the uh Stop it. The seasonal flu is what? September through March or April. Um, so you look at these numbers and we've lost a lot of people in a short amount of time, but it was not because we didn't have enough medical supplies and it was not because we did not have enough uh doctors and hospitals available okay in fact i'll get to another article but we had too many doctors and nurses available oddly enough so when you take these things into account hindsight's always 2020. I'm sure there are things we could have done better in America there always are uh, the problem is aside from Donald Trump and some a few other world leaders no one is saying China could have done better no one is saying the World Health Organization could have done better and you know there was no plan in place for this the health experts, let's call the, let's call, that's what we're going to call the Obama and Biden administration, sarcastically, okay? They had severe flus. They had Ebola. They had all the time in the world, because, you know, they're the experts on American health care, health care for all. We all need health care. Well, we don't have health care. Tell me somebody that does not live near a hospital. <laughs> uh, you know, but they wanted to take over the health care insurance business. So they said we are what they said we need health care. They didn't they weren't honest, let's say, in saying that, you know, we just want to take over your health insurance and control your life through health care. But aside from that, they had time to come up with plans for these pandemics, even go back to George W. Bush with the SARS outbreak. There could have been a national plan created then for how to deal with this. And the national strategic stockpile of medical equipment could have been expanded or at least refilled after those two administrations. So. Saying that we're we the hardest hit nation is not true. You have to look beyond total numbers and look at the numbers per 1,000. Uh, a reporter tried to call Trump and Dr. Birx out. The other, well, if you call Yahoo News reporters, um, they tried to call Trump out saying, no, we haven't done more tests than uh, South Korea. And the fact is, uh, he's tried to say, you know, if you look at tests per 1,000 people, we haven't done more tests than South Korea. And Trump said, yes, we have. Where are you from? And the guy's like, I'm so and so from Yahoo News. He's like, I've never, Trump says, I've never heard of you. Then he turned to Dr. Burks and said, how many tests have we done per 1,000 people? And she said, oh, it's more than South Korea. I think it's like 75 per 1,000 people. But whatever it was, I mean, they just, they nailed the reporter. And, you know, Trump turned back to him and said, see, that's why no one's ever heard of you. That's why nobody's ever heard of Yahoo News. Or <laughs> So, anyways, but this article is not from Yahoo News. It's from uh, the Associated Press, which is fairly reliable. But, again, it's negativity. And the thing I i'm I'm screaming. if you listen to my previous podcast, you know, I wrote a letter. You know the media and politicians, not leaders, not public servants, but politicians, are driving fear of this disease. And yes, one death is one too many. But the thing of it is, the mortality rate is extremely low. The total number of deaths, even though this virus may continue on for a while longer. And, yeah, we have the flu, you know, 365. There is no flu season. There's a season when the flu is the worst. And, okay, but you still have the flu all year round. You have pneumonia all year round. You have the cold virus all year round. It doesn't come and go. Okay, so just like COVID-19 is not going to come and go, it's going to stay around just like every other freaking virus. All right. And I'll tell you right now, I will get a flu shot. Uh, I have in years past and it it was a good thing. I will continue to take my daily regimen of herbs uh, and supplements to boost my immune system and I will also get, um, a COVID-19 vaccination, but again, these are all things that the media is doing to scare us into following stay-at-home orders and things of that nature. All right. (laughs) Gosh. Um, the next clickbait from USA Today. And this was on the front page of my MSN uh, when I opened Explore. Patients are dropping like flies, in quotes, colon, 16,000 dead from COVID-19 in U.S. nursing homes. So they make you think that You know, patients everywhere are dropping like flies, dying off, you know, in, in mass with this, uh, headline. Okay. And then once you get into it, you find, well, yeah, these are people in nursing homes and long care, long term care facilities, which are the sickest of the sick. I mean, they're, they're on their way out anyhow hate to be an ass, but that's the truth. That's the truth, boss, as my friend Fred used to say. Under mounting public pressure to increase transparency, more states are now releasing information about the Okay remember if you're new to the my podcast if you hear a long pause, that's because I'm relighting my cigar. So here's another long pause. All right, at least I have my good vibrations relaxation music on in the background for you guys. Let's start over. So this article was titled. This article titled my computer will not scroll up. USA Today. Our patients are dropping like flies, colon. Maybe that's a semicolon. No, I think it's a full colon. I don't know. 16,000 dead from COVID-19 in U.S. nursing homes. People are already near death anyways. Sorry to be a prick. Under mounting public pressure to increase transparency, more states are now releasing information about the scourge of the coronavirus on nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Data paints a grim picture. More than 16,000 residents and staff have died. Roughly a quarter of the nation's overall deaths. Then it has people in hazmat suits. There's a picture of people, oh my goodness. These guys look like they're sheltering from nuclear fallout. Uh, People in in full-on hazmat suits uh, putting an elderly person on, who's in a wheelchair, on a lift gate and lifting them into a, uh, a van. All except the guy who's standing closest to the woman. He's just wearing a yellow hoodie with a baseball cap and sunglasses on top of his head. But the rest of the people in the picture look like they're <laughs> sheltering from a, a nuclear attack. I'm gonna cop, I'm gonna, um, <coughs> pardon me. I'm trying to save this picture. I'll tweet this out. Um I'll tweet this out at the real big john. Uh it's my Twitter handle is at the real underscore Big John. J-O-H N. Okay. Favorite picture. Okay, back to the article now. Um okay. So all right, well that you know sums it up. Um we know that, that uh this virus, you know, sadly is worse on our senior citizens um because their immune system as we age our immune systems uh break down and it, it's that simple um it's our bodies just aren't what they once were once you hit you know 70 80 years old um, 98% of the deaths in Italy Italy were people over the age of 80 with underlying health conditions 95 percent of the deaths in the state of New York were people over the age of 80 um, with underlying health conditions now some people were younger and died um, but they had underlying health conditions also so 95% of the people were either over 80 with underlying health conditions or had some kind of underlying health condition. Okay. Um, And this is why I became a strong believer in supplementation for your immune system. I'm pre diabetic, I'm morbidly obese. Um, I'm working on that. I've lost like 30-some pounds, but I need to lose about 200 more. Anyhow, the chicks still dig me, so I don't care. Um, But, you know, our our bodies are fragile, but if you have a good immune system, you're going to be okay, even if you have a fairly good immune system. If 80% of the population... Are contracting this and they are asymptomatic or their symptoms aren't bad enough to require a doctor visit. That's not too shabby, okay? Uh, thousand, this article clickbait from the Los Angeles Times, thousands of healthcare workers are laid off or furloughed as coronavirus spreads. <laughs> So they're scaring you into thinking we're losing healthcare workers as the virus gets worse. It's not getting worse, people. We've hit the the peak of the cu- supposed curve, right? We we're all told about the curve. Now We've been told if you watch the presidential press conferences and his experts have said, and even the experts in my state of Ohio said, we hit the curve, we peaked, we plateaued, and we're slowly starting down the other side of the hill. till where we're going to flatten out and there are still going to be sicknesses. There are still going to be new cases, but it won't be as bad. In fact, Ohio just got put under another 30 days, not well, almost 30 days of stay at home, or they're now making it sound sweet. They call it a stay safe order. Okay, let's go back to this. Thousands of healthcare workers are laid off or furloughed as coronavirus spreads. Article reads, Healthcare workers championed as heroes of the COVID 19 crisis and applauded for risking their lives to protect ours have been hit especially hard by the severe economic fallout wrought by the pandemic. No, they haven't. What happens is this okay, hospitals. do not make their money off of people on Medicaid, Medicare and such coming in and getting treated for COVID-19. And that huge surge we were supposed to get, praise the Lord, we never got a huge surge of people, uh, overwhelming hospitals. In fact, uh, the military ship that Nancy Pelosi, the little shit from California, um, you know, she said, Well, the uh, USS Comfort, that's the big Navy hospital ship, won't be ready for three months. What's Trump going to do in the meantime? Yeah, fuck you. Our Navy got it ready in three weeks. We have the best, Americans are the best damn people in the world when there's a crisis and we're under pressure, especially our military. But the USS Comfort was hardly used by New York and New Jersey, okay? Uh, I don't know about the USS Mercy out in California, but I don't think it was as used as we thought. The Army Corps of Engineers converted the Javits Center, whatever the heck that is, in New York into uh, an emergency hospital, it was underused. All right, so let's read this article about nurses and doctors being laid off. Um, in California, thousands of nurses and doctors and other medical staff have been laid off or furloughed or have taken pay a pay cut since mid-March. The pain has been felt broadly for from major facilities such as Stanford Healthcare, uh, yeah, Stanford HealthCare to tiny rural hospitals to private practitioners. This is why. You can't go to your private practitioner for a checkup right now. You can't go in for your annual physical. You can't even go in for your cancer screening or your cancer checkup because they're telling people to call ahead before you come to the doctor make sure that we have room in our waiting room dentists offices were closed in some states at least they were here in ohio while some jackass illegally rides their dirt bike down my street um they were closed dentist offices were closed in Ohio, dentists, dentists, pardon me, uh, took took a bath uh, because of this, I mean, they lost a lot of money, okay, and so, because you weren't allowed to go to the dentist if you had a toothache, if you needed a root canal, if you needed your dent, whatever, dentist offices were closed, they were called non-essential, period, point blank, that's bullshit. I guarantee you, if Nancy Pelosi needed her dentures realigned, she got into a dentist office. If Mike Pence had a toothache, I bet you damn well he got to a dentist. Okay. So, where I was going with that was, doctors and hospitals are not making money Okay, look, it's all about the Benjamins. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Doctors and hospitals have to have patience. They're not corrupt criminals that are, you know, doling out prescriptions or making you sick so they can make you better or any of this BS. But they have to have patience to make a profit and stay in business. And when... The basically uh, nationwide, uh, I hate to use the word furlough, nationwide cancellation of all elective surgeries because they were afraid there wouldn't be enough beds for corona patients. Uh, and then, you know, what if somebody comes in who's having a heart attack and all the hospital beds are taken by People with coronaviruses and, let's just say, strippers getting breast implants, okay? The, you know, cosmetic surgeries had to be put off. That's pure profit for doctors, okay? People pay cash for cosmetic surgeries sometimes, you know? In fact, probably all the time. And so you had all those surgeries put off. Until the government decided it's okay to have, you know, plastic surgery, just as an example. But things like, you know, a friend of mine has a bad back, and he was supposed to go in for back surgery. Um, well, he needs to lose some fucking weight too. That's why his back is bad. But anyhow, <clears throat> he, you know, couldn't go get his back surgery, and it's it was it's painful for him. That's not elective. I mean, you know, he didn't decide. Yeah, I want to have my back operated on just just to have it operated on. That's an elective, okay? But he couldn't get his back surgery because there was supposed to be a huge surge in the number of COVID-19 patients, and it never came. Thank God. Thank God the experts were wrong. Thank God the models were wrong. But that's where hospitals make money, is by bringing in people. You know, they have to have a a flow of customers, just like every other business. And that's why doctors and hospitals are being uh, closed, laid off, because everything was put into this phony outbreak And I'm going to call it phony because the models were wrong. And these models historically are wrong. This isn't the first time they've done this. But they make a huge assumption at first. And then as they get statistics and reports, they adjust the model. Uh, Anyways, so that's why doctors and nurses are getting furloughed. Not because of the coronavirus, and not, you know, it, even though it's still spreading, and we know it's still going to spread, just like colds, flus, and pneumonia spread all year round, okay? It's still going to spread. And we know that, we knew that, and still they brought in extra volunteers, extra staff, and Now they have to lay these people off because things weren't as as gloomy as expected. Okay, moving on. This one's important to me. Uh, I haven't read this article, but it's uh, Bloomberg News. U.S. beef output is down way more than shutdowns suggest. Uh it's just titled Bloomberg it doesn't say what Pacific City. American beef output is down more than plant closures would have you believe. A sign <coughs> Excuse me. A sign that slowdowns at facilities will continue to keep meat supplies tight even when production lines reopen. So I guess some beef production lines were closed during coronavirus. I know they had a a COVID case or two at, uh, I think it was Tyson Foods and Purdue Farms and another sausage plant like in Wisconsin. And so they shut the place down because some employees had COVID-19. Well, just because they have COVID-19 doesn't mean it's going to get into the food supply if they're using proper sanitization and protective measures in the first place. Secondly, if you cook your damn food correctly to 160 or 180 degrees, somewhere in there. uh, I was always taught 160 degrees in home economics. Then I read 180 degrees a few years ago. But if you cook your food the right way. Learn to cook. It kills all viruses and bacteria. That's why we cook food as opposed to eating it raw. So let's read on. Cattle slaughter dropped 37% this week from a year ago. U.S. Department of Agriculture data show. That far out strips the 10% to 15% in capacity that's been halted with meat plants being closed after coronavirus outbreak among employees hog slaughter was down 35% also topping the shutdown figure of 25 to 30% meanwhile or while many plants have stayed open they have still been forced to slow outputs as procedures to combat a loss of labor. Or as let a... me reread that sentence. While many plants have stayed open, they've still been forced to slow output as producers combat a loss of labor. Social distancing measures will also keep output trailing normal levels as facilities reopen under Donald Trump's executive order. Already, some grocers begin to ration supplies as virus forces unprecedented disruption in the meat processing. Kroger Co. Kroger Company, the nation's largest traditional supermarket chain on Friday, said it was limiting its Purchases of ground beef and fresh pork at select stores. Wholesale prices for both meats have surged and it's starting to translate into higher bills at the retail level. So you're going to pay a little more for your, your hamburger, your steak, your uh, pork for a while until output gets back up to where it used to be. Uh, this is another, I feel this in some ways is another scare tactic uh, to get people hoarding meat. Like we hoarded toilet paper for I don't know what the frick reason, but it's one of those things where you know you see your neighbor walking into their house with you know a car full of shitter paper, and so you think you need to go out and fill your car with shitter paper. Because oh man, maybe it's gonna run out. Everybody else is doing it. Same thing with the meats. This started a week or two ago. Rumors that there was gonna be a meat shortage, so you better stock up. And a lot of store shelves are, uh, if not, you know, bare, pretty close to it. So that's the the beef behind the beef shortage. Um, Lastly, but not leastly, this sounds pretty cool. Um, ABC News, Fauci to testify before Senate after being blocked from appearing before Congress. Let's see here, after the White House blocked Dr. Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases and members and a member of the government's coronavirus task force from testifying before lawmakers next week he will appear in a GOP led Senate committee on health education labor and pensions on May 12th a spokesperson for Senator Lamar Alexander said in a statement um, So, the Democrats wanted Fauci to come to the House of Representatives so they could ask loaded questions uh, and try to make Trump look bad and make it look like Trump did not do what he needed to do. Uh, And also make it... it, I'm sure they were going to ask him, is Trump... Suppressed you or told you what to say or what not to say even though Dr. Fauci is very sternly told many people at these press conferences that he's never been uh, stifled or gagged or whatever term they used by any president and he's been around since Ronald Reagan. And he also reassured and was very stern with a reporter that no one has told him what to say or what not to say. And I I think if you watch these press conferences, which none of you are, that Trump has been holding, you will see that oftentimes... Oftentimes, Burks and Fauci are presenting negativity that Trump really doesn't want out there. He's trying to be America's biggest cheerleader. But, you know, sometimes as president, you just can't do that. And, you know, that's simple. And, you know, he has had to give us some things that, some, you know, medicine we didn't want to take with the initial recommendations and, you know, stay home and shut down the economy orders and so on and so forth. But that's what presidents have to do sometimes. And Trump's, you know, done a good job of it. He says he listens to his experts. Fauci and Burks have said multiple times when they went into his office and said, you need to shut down air travel or travel from China, he said, okay. When they went in and said, you need to shut down travel from Europe too, he said, okay. They've expressed this over and over again. But again, the Democrats want to ask loaded questions. They want to try and trap Fauci into saying things that are going to make the president look bad. Also, they want to trap him into make saying things that they can use against him later, just like they did uh, General, like the FBI did with uh, General Michael Flynn. You know, try to get him to lie, try to get him to say something And then change his story, or when he clarifies his story, they'll say, well, you changed your story, so you lied, so now we can prosecute you. That's the game the Democrats are playing. They want to make this impeachment 2.0. And that's why we need to vote their asses out in November. And the mainstream media is going to help them like hell along their way to... Uh, if Dr. Fauci doesn't say what they want to hear, they're going to try to make Fauci look bad. If Dr. Birx doesn't tell them what they want to hear, uh, they're going to try to make her look bad. They want to make Donald Trump look bad. And he'll fight back. He will fight them. You know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi and de Blasio and the New York City health uh, director... And the New York City councilman who's in charge of uh, health and insurance benefits—they were all out running around the streets of Chinatown, New York, saying, "Come on out! Everything's fine." And you know, Pelosi said, "Well, it's very clear that I was saying, you know, it don't be prejudiced against Chinese people." There was little to no repercussion against Chinese people in this country. The Chinese government is what we hate not the Chinese people the average Chinese person is a very good person everyone that I've met when I was in college or uh, at Chinese restaurants you know they're all very nice people they left China for a goddamn reason because the Chinese communist government shit you know they I swear I think they killed the doctor who tried to Warn the rest of the world about this coronavirus uh, early on, back in November. And China would not admit that it was contagious from human to human until after the Chinese Lunar New Year, when people were traveling to and from China to celebrate the Lunar New Year. You know, they waited six days after that to admit. That yeah, it's it's you know from one of our labs, and yeah, it's um contagious, you know. And back in November, people in the United States were getting sick with the symptoms of this virus. So we shouldn't count those as confirmed cases because they had the symptoms, but they were getting sick back then. So uh Dr. Fauci <coughs> I'm sorry, my sinuses are draining. Um, is going to testify before Senate officials on Tuesday, May twelfth. So I'll be interested to see that. I'll probably stay at home and watch that. Um, should be interesting see what the filthy Democrats ask him and see what the Republicans ask him. So, mark your calendars. Don't watch TV May 12th. No, watch TV May 12th. And um, let's read the White House's side of this story. Previously, White House spokesman Judd Deere, D-E-E-R-E uh, said that, said in a statement to ABC News, it would be counterproductive to have the administration's COVID 19 response for Dr. Fauci and other top officials to appear before lawmakers to discuss the government's actions in relation to the pandemic probably would be because that would turn it political versus instead of being medical. While the Trump administration continues its, its whole-of-government response to COVID-19, including safe, safely opening up America again and expediting vaccine development, it is counterproductive to have the very individuals involved in those efforts appearing at congressional hearings. We are committed to working with the Congress to offer testimony at the appropriate time. So, you know, why in the heat, quote, so-called heat of battle do they need to testify before Congress um, to you know be asked stupid questions by stupid people to make a long story short of it. so we will end the podcast there uh thank you guys for listening. This is the panic attack with Big John like like share, subscribe, follow um, and hit, look at me on Twitter at the real underscore big John. Thank you very much. God bless you. Pray for one another. Have a great day.